Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP, we got you covered all year long. Let's do it, let's do it, let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Saturday morning, 10 a.m., 10.08 a.m. I'm your host, John June. I got my guy on the other side here, Greg Penniman. Greg, what's good, man? What's good? Uh, feeling, feeling real good. Um, you know, hopefully we can build off some momentum in week one, have some some good plays, uh, build off the, the Thursday night game, have a, have a good week because – yeah, it was some Warriors in that Thursday night game, so hopefully we see it in uh during Sunday. Yeah, Thursday night football, interesting uh, as it you know as it is in the early parts of the season, like we were talking about the other day. Um, 27-24, Kansas City Chief victory. The Chargers did cover uh, the four and a half. We did not get the over um, fifty one. But it was an interesting game, uh, for the most part, as these two teams normally do when they when they face off. Um, I guess the, the I have to ask you, Greg. You know, Thursday night, do you have any thoughts, quick hits that you want to throw out there in regards to to what you saw out there on Thursday night? Um, I mean, other than. The herb being the second coming of Mahomes, like I mean, that's that's really like, I mean, what it is. Uh, he's day to day right now. I mean, he's he's a warrior, man. Like that stretch where he like couldn't get run out the pocket when he could have got an easy first down, and then that next play, throwing that dime uh, right to the one yard line, and could have been uh, could have been a touchdown there. But yeah, over J.C. Jackson. I mean, not over J.C. Jackson through two defenders. Um, yeah, man. Justin Herbert is, is the man. He's awesome. Uh, other than that, probably the uh, running game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Norvin was ready to, you know, give Clyde kind of the uh, the jump there for kind of entering that strong RB2 territory, maybe some RB1 upside. Um, but he's definitely going to be in a full committee uh, timeshare with uh, Jared McKinnon. Uh, both were heavily involved, um, basically split the split the touches. Uh Kind of like last week, I mean, Clyde got those touchdowns. But, yeah, this time, yeah, it's going to be up and down. You never know who's going to get that touchdown. So, Clyde definitely sees more of a, you know, a low in RB2 uh, going forward. Jerk McKinnon, though, definitely has some value uh, now in, in fantasy. Fantasy relevant again. Yeah, McKinnon's, you know, he he, he plays a, a lot of snaps. He's getting involved. It's 50-50 pretty much snap split between him and Clyde, you know, Clyde, I mean, outside of the 52-yard run, I mean, on the ground, he wasn't, you know, really efficient. He was he was 7 of 22 prior to ripping off a 52-yard run in the fourth quarter. Uh, four catches, 44 receiving yards. Um, he is still involved. He's definitely a piece of this offense you want. I think if you had Clyde and Jarek McKinnon, you know, based on what we've seen through two weeks, you would have to play Clyde over Jarek McKinnon. I mean, um, I, I I do think he is, you know, like you said, he's he's in RB two territory. He's he's going to have these spike weeks because of the offense that he's in, right? Um, a lot of touchdown opportunity there. So, uh, you know, he's he's definitely going to be involved. He's probably he probably is a, a a sell high candidate based on, 
you know, some of the efficiency numbers that he's put up through these last two weeks, right? Like last week he gets two two bunnies at the at the goal line uh, for touchdowns. Um, and then this week, you know, ripping off a 52-yard run, which if you didn't watch the game, you know, you look, oh, Clyde had 15 PPR points. And it's like, yeah, well, five of them came on like the third to last play of the game, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm in agreement with what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, the other question is, you know, what do we do with these pass catchers on, on the Kansas city side? Right. Like, I mean, the only constant that we know really is Travis Kelsey. I mean, Marquez Valdez Scantling, seven targets, but two catches, 13 yards, uh, Juju Smith Schuster, who like we crowned as the wide receiver one on this team. Three targets, three catches, ten receiving yards. That's like a stat line he would have put up back in Pittsburgh, um, playing pseudo tight end over there. So, like Justin Watson, two targets, two catches, fifty yards, and a touchdown. Like this thing is going to be really unpredictable. Like we said, we saw Jarek McKinnon catch a touchdown pass, you know, on two targets for four yards. So, um, it, it it's going to be rough, man. If unless I have Travis Kelsey, or unless there's some kind of injury, uh, it's going to be very hard to predict who's going to be the the lead the lead pass catcher for for the, the Kansas City Chiefs going forward. Uh Miko Hartman obviously he was involved as well and he, and he's probably the most interesting to me of, of the three wide receivers cuz he gets to play that Tyreek Hill role um and and kind of get those high explosive type plays but it's going to be tough. I think another thing that we have to discuss too is the the the, the usage of Austin Eckler, right? Like He's not that three down workhorse, you know, that we thought that he was last year. Right. Like, I mean, we're seeing Joshua Kelly and Sonny Michelle getting involved. I mean, Josh, Joshua Kelly four four rush attempts, two targets, Sonny Michelle four rush attempts, one target. Um, while, you know, Austin Eckler was in here, 14, 14 rushing yards, 39, 14 rush attempts for 39 rushing yards. Uh, added nine catches on 10 targets for 55 receiving yards. So nice day in the receiving end, but this is not, you know, the, the, the Austin Eckler that we're, that we're used to um, from, you know, from last year, are you, do you have any concerns with Austin Eckler and, and, you know, is he closer to maybe a low end RB one as a close, as opposed to that top three option that he was last year? Yeah. I, I think I'm with you on the chiefs receivers points, but first starting with Eckler, um, yeah, he's more, I think we got to rate him what it is now, more of a mid-tier RB1. I mean, if I was redrafting today, I would, I would draft Saquon over him, I think, um, just based off the usage and, and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, the 10 targets was nice, uh, definitely in the passing game. But, I mean, Keenan Allen definitely opened up some targets there for him. Uh, so you got to take that into play as well, uh, what will happen when, with the impact when Keenan Allen comes back. Uh, but yeah, uh, Joshua Kelly saw himself taking eight eight carries away from him. Um, when you're a running back, that's going to get that 15 carry number. Um, that's more like yeah, you're you're more kind of in that high in RB two territory. But because he's Eckler, I mean, I think he's still more of a mid tier RB one for me. Um, Got to keep him uh, keep an eye on him though his usage because uh, the passing game value was there. But uh, going to keep an eye on that for when Keenan Allen comes back, how that would affect him. And then with the pass catchers on Kansas City side, I agree with you, Kelsey, and really no one else. Like I'm not really going hard to unless it's a you know a high scoring over under game uh, to go maybe add this person and and play him. Uh, probably more for DFS purposes for the 
the ancillary receivers for for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean DFS, you have to have exposure to an offense like this, and you're going to take your lumps there. But in redraft, I mean, there's more consistent, and you know you can play the matchup, and yeah, uh, you know what we like, we can figure that stuff out, right? So yeah, um, uh, two other points before we move off of this game, uh, Mike Williams. I hope he was in your lineups, like oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I really yeah. hope he was in your lineups, please. <laughs> I hope we didn't go full tilt. I mean, I that's hoping. Mike Williams, though. That's what this is. What Mike Williams has been for the last what yeah. three years? Like, yeah, he's gonna I mean, go he was a little bit better last year. He was better with it last year, but th- but again, this is why you this is why you draft Mike Williams, right? Because of the twenty six PPR points that he's gonna put up for you. Yeah, you know, after he puts up like two people. Yeah, points. that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, that's that's. I was talking. You, to you knew you drafted him. You're that. You knew this coming in. Hopefully. I was talking to somebody about this the other day and they were saying, oh, like, you know, I want to play. I'd rather get a receiver that averages 10 points a game than somebody who gets zero one week and then 30 the next week. And I was like, but that's still 15 PPR that's points. Still, more of average. <laughs> still higher average. Yes. <laughs> and, and the 10 point week doesn't do you anything. It doesn't do you anything. But the 30 point week that wins you a week. <laughs> right. It depends on the rest of the roster. Can your team afford to take? a single digit week sometimes or every other week maybe correct uh and still win like because you know if not then yeah every time that's gonna be lost you're gonna end up you know 500 struggling to make the playoffs but if your team could take that hit um and still get some wins then you're more likely to win and be over 500 during the season but yeah i'm with you i'm i wouldn't draft mike williams i'm not that type of person like i'm the type of person that's going to be freaking out every time he gets zero and then 20 the next week that's why i don't draft the lean towards the boomer bus players but like it, it does help i mean win weeks for sure yeah and and you know me i'm all about it greg but I, we do talk about this we've talked about this before especially in the past you know you got to build a roster like you draft players to kind of build this like perfect storm of players right like right. if you get a bunch of players that are like mike williams like you said you're going to have like these up and down weeks. It's going to be really volatile, but I think in sometimes in fantasy, we got to embrace some of that volatility. So, you know, you get like these consistent players, right? Like we talk about this with the receiving core. Like I don't want like three Mike Williams in my receiver slots, right? right. I, I might want like a, a, a PPR, a PPR guy, like a Michael Pittman and I yep. can pair him with like a Mike Williams. Yep. And then, in my third receiver slot, maybe get somebody who, uh, you know, is the middle of the two, maybe like a Christian Kirk, right? So, like, now I don't have all of this volatility, and it's like when Mike Williams blows up, right. you know, these other two guys have been consistent. So, yeah. The other point, kudos to you for your tight end stream of the week. I mean, he 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 came out, he balled. He was also part of the reason why he um, <laughs> he was also part of the reason why the Chargers end up losing this game, though. <laughs> I mean, he was trying to say he was tired. Like, I saw him. He's like, yo, coach, I'm tired. But, like, it makes sense. If you're the Chargers, you want to know huddle. That's how they were moving the ball, uh, especially in the second half. And, yeah, he wanted to go. He just decided he wanted to jump outside right when Herbert threw inside. So, I mean, oh, sorry, he went inside when Herbert went to go outside. So, yeah, that was really what happened. But, I mean, he, he tried to tell him he was tired, y'all. So, I give him that, you <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was it was rough. Man. Herbert was, was upset, man. He wasn't yeah. trying to look at him on that sideline. Bro, after, did yo. you did you did you see homeboy after the interception? Just like not even chasing the corner, bro. Like, oh yeah, he tried to pick up his mouthpiece on the floor. It's just he was like, trying to pick up his mouthpiece. 
He could have. Yeah. He could have got something. You could have. You could have chased him down. You could have grabbed at his ankles, right? Like that's a fourteen point swing right I'll there. Play against, the game. Yeah, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh yeah, so, you can't have that. Not on the road. Yeah, man. All right, it's time to move on to some matchups. But before we do that, Greg, we do have a question here from Cedric. Just look. I'm not even going to attempt to say your last name, Cedric, um, from YouTube. He's got to start two between Lamb, Sutton, and McLaurin in a PPR league. This feels, this feels. I want to say it's easy, but it's if you ask me this in like two weeks ago, I had a different answer. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But Greg, I'll let you. I'll let you answer this one first, man. Well, just by ranking, I mean. First, you know, McLaurin, I think, of the three, has the best matchup. Uh, and I do like his uh, – Terry McLaurin, he had a solid week one, so I'm, I'm throwing him out there. And then I do like Russell Wilson this week. I think, you know, he – the majority – all those passes are going to two people, really, and it's Judy and Sutton. So I, I like Sutton this week as well. And they're home. They're going to bounce back this week. And both of them had a solid game, them and Judy, last week. So it's going to be tough to me to jump out there and trust Cooper Rush to start. I mean, you're getting high t- targets for Lamb, but how are those, those quality of targets going to be? And the, the dot is that going to be high for him? I know those dots for Sutton and McLaurin probably be a little higher, so I'm going to go with Sutton McLaurin this week. Yeah, I'm not running away from C.D. Lamb. Um, no. But if I have these options right here, yeah. <laughs> like it's going to be pretty easy for me. I'm, I'm going to start Sutton. I'm going to start McLaurin. Um, I think both, like you said, they have they have a better situation. Um, they have probably more upside in this game. Where Lamb, if he, he has a good day, it's gonna be like six, oh, seven catches, yeah. seventy to eighty receiving yards, yeah. and you'll feel good about it. Like you'll walk yeah. out saying, like, okay, I, I, that's a win for me. But if Sutton or McLaurin have a good day, I mean, the thing is, is McLaurin didn't have the target volume, but like you said. And we said it, we said it when we talked about this game. We broke this game down. Um, McLaurin is still the wide receiver one to me. Like I don't really care what happened last week. You don't pay that man all that money. Um, and as, good as, as good as he is, he's he's gonna find the football is gonna find him. So um, yeah, I, I'm I would start McLaurin and Sutton in this one. And Cedric, we appreciate the question um, again. Right. If you are watching us live on YouTube or Twitch or Twitter, then you can obviously hop in and leave us a comment, ask some questions, just like Cedric did just now. And uh, you know, anytime we can, anything we can do to help you guys out, we you know we, we definitely want to do that. Uh, obviously, breaking down the games is fun as we broke down all the 1 p.m. games. So if you are not caught that, definitely go back listen to that if you want to catch all these 1 p.m. games um, and, and our analysis of that. Uh, and if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or any other podcast platform, just make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make uh, hit like, uh, leave a comment, subscribe, whatever you got to do. Um, also, you know, do the same on on YouTube as well. Um, definitely helps the show, and you know, it helps us be able to engage with the listeners. So now that we've got all that out of the way, let's jump into some football. Uh, first up, we've got the 0-1 Atlanta Falcons traveling to Los Angeles to take on the 0-1 Los Angeles Rams. This game is Sunday, 4.05 
p.m. This total is 47 and a half where the L.A. Rams, again, coming off of a loss with 10 days to prepare, 10 and a half point favorites. Um, in terms of injuries on uh, – well, weather's okay in this game. In terms of injuries, Damian Williams, he's out uh, with a rib injury on the Chargers – or uh, the the Rams side, rather. Linebacker Leonard Floyd, he is questionable. Van Jefferson, he is out again. And then offensive tackle Joe Noteboom is questionable as well. Uh, in this game here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take L.A. to cover and L.A. to win. I mean, Sean McVay coming off a loss. This is basically like a mini bye week for him. So you know, I'm, I'm expecting them to come come out rolling against this Atlanta team that, you know, played well last week, but, um, you know, just came up short. I think on the Atlanta side, Cordero, Cordero Patterson is probably the piece from Atlanta that I, that I most want to play. Um, I get it. It's going to be tough, but he's going to be involved. He's going to get the touches. I uh, didn't know Damian Williams, so I think he's going to be heavily involved early and often. Uh, Kyle Pitts, I mean, didn't have a great week last week. I'm not – I'm going to temper expectations again this week. I mean, we'll see what happens, but he's got to be in your lineup for sure. Um, and don't be surprised if next week Kyle Pitts is a a buy, buy low candidate as we discuss uh, some of those on this show. And then on the uh, also for Atlanta, I'm very interested in in Drake London here. Uh, he's Ramsey's not going to shadow him. Uh, got got really good volume last week. Seven targets, five receptions, seventy four receiving yards. So I really like Drake London's volume, and I think he fits in as as a, a, a high end wide receiver three flex option in PPR leagues. Um, on the on the Ram side, I think Matthew Stafford bounces back this week, uh, finishes as, as a low end QB one. Um, you know, Cooper Cup, he's a wide receiver one, of course. Uh, Daryl Henderson, I think he's going to mix in as an RB2 this week. Um, and then Cam Akers, I think you're, you're in sit and wait mode with Cam Akers. You can't confidently put him in your lineup for, and you know, and expect, you know, much out of him. Uh, this, I'm just kind of waiting and see mode. I'm not going to drop him, but I'm just going to be in wait and see mode. And then uh, Tyler Higby, I think, is a, you know, again, the state of the, the tight end landscape. Tyler Higby is a strong play. So, uh, yeah, that's it for me on the Atlanta, Atlanta Rams game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover, but I'm, I'm going to still take the Rams to win. Uh, they probably get it at 10 probably. Um, on the Atlanta side, uh, I'm with you, with Cordell Patterson. And uh, being a, a, the play that I'm most confident in playing, he's probably going to get you know the most touches, the most work. Uh, and Drake London, he played a lot of snaps last week. Uh, 52 out of the 71 snaps, you know, that you, you love to see that a rookie wide receiver. Um, so he's definitely going to keep uh, rising. I think he has some flex value in this one. And uh, yeah, Kyle Pitts is definitely the first two games. Uh, I think people kind of, well, people that are paying attention, you know, knew that this is going to be a shaky start. So um, definitely keeping on, you know, after the week two, he, he might, our temporary expectation is still low and tight in one for me here. Um, but yeah, I think he, after this week, he should uh, take off a little bit. Uh, on the Ram side, yeah, Stafford uh, is in a great spot here. Cooper Cup is in an uh, amazing spot. Like I think he's gonna probably finish Jefferson and Cooper Cup one two probably be one two again uh, between those two. Uh, he's going to dominate in this one. Um, and yeah, I love Tyler Higby this week. 
Um, you know, got 11 targets last week, uh, three straight weeks over eight targets, uh, dating back to the regular season last year. So um, he, he's definitely on a little roll here. Uh, and Daryl Henderson, definitely the running back you want in this offense. I'm treating him as a RB2, a high end RB2 in this one. And Cam Akers stash right now for sure. Daryl Henderson, definitely a guy that, you know, probably not built for the entire regular season. So I think uh, Cam Akers still has some value the uh, rest of the season. Um, and yeah, I mean, Allen Robinson, I'm not playing him. I don't think I, I didn't bring, more. I didn't bring him up. I realized that I actually realized that I didn't write up <sighs> anything about the Rams in my notes. So I, I just kind of winged that one, but the, <sighs> but Allen Robinson, I think you can play him. flex flex conversation. Definitely. I mean, okay. I know I love Zay Jones, but Allen Robinson is Zay Jones. Uh, Given, yeah, I can't see him like just dudding again, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, he played Cooper, the Bills Cooper Cup is a smash spot too, so he, who knows? It just gives it all the Cooper No, Cup. I know, but yeah. the pass rush for Atlanta is not as going to be as fierce yeah, nah, as it was for Buffalo. Right? Like Matthew yeah. Stafford didn't have time; he he was yeah, he under duress. Allen Robinson, you know, is running all these deep routes. Like, there's no time for those things to to really to really progress um yeah you know, right to develop so like yeah i think I'm, i'll go Allen robinson still i think yeah. Allen robinson is is a good enough i mean we in like obviously i'm like it's gonna sound like i'm talking out of both sides of my mouth right because you invest this draft capital on cam makers but you're not gonna play him right but All right it's a little different situation because Allen robinson's on the field right like yeah. cam makers wasn't yeah, on the field. field. You can't play a guy that's not on the field. Not going to get you fancy points if you're sitting on the sideline. But Allen Robinson's on the field. This is a good matchup. The, the 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 Falcons are one of the few teams in the NFL that actually do use their top corner to shadow. So, like, not saying A.J. Terrell is going to shut down Cooper Cup. Not going to happen by any means. I think Cooper Cup's going to dog no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> but if Cooper Cup is getting all this extra attention, then – Allen Robinson in a game where they're 10 and a half point favorites. I feel like he's got to be involved in Sean McVay call him a liar all the time, but he was, he talked yeah. about wanting to get Allen Robinson involved. I got to believe him. So Allen Robinson for me is like a wide receiver, a high end. Three. No mid tier wide receiver two. That's where I'm going. Okay. I'll give you, a, I'll give you definitely top 30 play. I'll give you that. Yeah, he's a top 30 play. I had to say that because Zay Jones is a wide receiver too for me. And I said I would play him over Zay Jones. So I had to put him in that wide receiver. Right, team. a little higher. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I think that's it on this game. Yes, sir. Move on to this next game. Um, I gotta tell you, Greg, I don't think it's gonna, you know, we talked about Trey Lance and it was there was a rain game last week, and it wasn't, you know. Well. This game has a the Seattle Seahawks 1-0 traveling to San Fran to take on the 0-1 San Francisco 49ers. This game has a 41.5 point total. The Niners are 9.5 point favorites. It's possible thunderstorms in this game. 90% chance of rain. <laughs> oh, man, yo. Uh, for the San Fran side, George Kittle practiced on Friday. There we go. Okay. I don't know if you know if you saw these videos, Greg, but I, I was watching these videos of him moving around. And again, I'm moving. Not, I'm not an injury doctor, but I, I am an expert at one thing, and that's getting injured. And 
And if I hurt my groin, and I'm not a, I'm not an elite athlete like George Kittle, but if I hurt my groin, I would not be moving as smooth as George Kittle was moving on on sun on uh on this video I was watching on Friday. Uh looked like he was not laboring. So George Kittle is gonna it's gonna be good to go. Uh, I would temper expectations, but gonna be good to go. I feel like um, on the but this game's at four or five p.m. So you gotta have a, a pivot option there if you are waiting on George Kittle. Um, got to on Seattle safety Jamal Adams ends up on injury reserve with a quad injury. Uh, safety Joey Blunt is doubtful with a hamstring. Cornerback Artie Burns was questionable with a groin, and he was a DMP. And then long snapper, watch out for these long snappers, man. Again, hurt. Uh, long snapper Tyler Lott ends up on IR with a shoulder injury. Greg, what do you got in this matchup here? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Seattle to cover. I'm going to take San Fran to win. Uh, that under just makes me even more sense now with the weather again. Uh, on the Seattle side, Rashad Penny. Um, you know, probably going to be leading in target. I mean, you know, carries again for this team. Got 12 carries, 60 yards, ran pretty well, ran very well actually last week. Uh, so I just have him in RB2 territory. Uh, as far as the pass catchers, I mean, DK is probably going to lead in, in targets, but I mean, he got a little shut down last week. I did have a tough matchup um, with Patrick Saturnian. He, he's a, he's one of those shadow quarter, I'm saying, that we, we need more of for sure. So uh, I'm gonna be have DK as a wide receiver three territory. Um that's probably the only guys I'm really looking at on the Seattle side. Uh, on the San Fran side, I do think Trey, Trey Lance is startable. Uh just again tempering again expectations to that low in QB one territory. Uh, probably you know high in high in QB two, 13, 14 range. Um we made the move to get you know Carson Wentz. I think you can I think confidently get some better plays than that. Uh, but if you like had Trey Lance and, and Tom Brady, I think I still would go with Trey, uh, just because you know Tom Brady is, you know struggles against New Orleans in the past, and that's gonna be more ugly game. Uh, could be also another ugly game, and rushing volume should be there. He did get 13. He ran for 13 times last week, got 54 yards to so the floor. Would be there. Uh, and far as the receivers, Ayuk. Uh, I mean, for Debo, it's probably one. He's gonna be also getting uh, rushing attempts uh, as well. Well, with Jeff Wilson Jr. Who's RB2 for me, low in RB2 category. Um, George Kittle's back, so that definitely helps Trey Lance a little bit. You're starting him. You 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 took George Kittle within the top five tight end, so you're playing him if he's able to go. Probably a good backup option. Maybe if you want to get Hayden Hurst, who's also in the four o'clock games, could be just a, one of those desperation guys that if you, Kittle can't go, you, you throw in there. Uh, and yeah, I mean, also on the Seattle side, no fan has a little bit of value. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. Uh, I am going to take San Fran to cover nine and a half. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I got them covering nine and a half. I just feel like Seattle coming off that emotional Monday night win. Um, there was it, it was a lot going on in that game. Uh, so, you know, just probably might come out a little flat here. So that's that's kind of my, my thought process there. On the Seattle side, I'm 100% with you in terms of the, the, the players. Rashad Penny, he looked good last week. Yeah. I just don't know, you know, how much touchdown opportunity is going to be there week to week. Um, but RB3 flex option, DK Metcalf had the, touch ma- the tough matchup, like you said. Um, 
I think he's a wide receiver three flex option. On the San Fran side, I'm in the Trey Lance, like you said, as a quarterback, you know, low-end quarterback one, borderline quarterback one, I would say. Uh, he's going to be involved in the run game. Had 13 carries last week, 54 rushing yards. Uh, you know, if he's if if he falls into the end zone like Marcus Mariota did, or uh, I'm trying to think, somebody else fell into the end zone too at quarterback. Um, you know, if he had just fallen into the end zone, we'd be talking about Trey Lance from a completely different perspective after week one. Yep. Um, Debo Samuel, I think he's going to be involved as well. He's a high end wide receiver too. I think he's going to pick up some some rushing volume. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, it's tough to it's tough to really place him. I mean, if this was a Jimmy G offense, he's like an RB two, no questions asked, because you know all that rushing volume would go through him. But like I said, Trey Lance had thirteen carries last week, so um, how much of this pie? He's probably getting like a hundred percent of like a sixty percent pie or something like that versus what he would have been getting in previous years. So that puts him in RB two, RB three territory for me instead of the RB1, RB2 territory. Um, on For for Ayuk, I'm not going to start him this week. The weather concerns, like, it's just, just not worth it. Like, I'd rather go pick up Zay Jones and start him. Uh, you know, maybe you picked up a Curtis Samuel, you'd start him. Uh, I, you could even talk me into Jahan Dotson over Brandon Ayuk. Um, you know, and I agree with you on Kittle. Like, if he's out there, you're going to start him. I know somebody asked us, Earlier, you know, uh, on think it was on Thursday, uh, Gerald Everett or George Kittle, and we we're like Everett, like Everett. <laughs> um, but I think Kittle is bet. That's because Everett was one of the top top tight end options coming yeah. into this week. But like right now, like you said, I would put a Hayden Hurst on my bench. Would you go Higby or George Kittle? That's tough. Uh... I think I'm going to go Higby just because even though Judge could have started the game, he might have finished the game. So, uh, and also, I think I do like Higby matchup. He's just been rolling play week one. He's got some rhythm. Uh, so, I'm going to go Higby. Rainy game yeah. again. That rain is just scaring me again, though. That's, and that's really what it comes down to, right? Like that tiebreaker is going to be that weather and in, in, in the environment. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I think I would go Higby as well. Um, I, that's all I got for this matchup. Um, anything else? Yeah, no, nah, I think we're good. I think you should be stashing the other Niners running backs, Jordan Mason and Tyrion Davis Price, uh, just to see what happens. Um, you know, if, if they do get involved or something happens with Jeff Wilson, unfortunately. So just keep that keep that in mind. Moving on to the next matchup, we've got the zero one Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Dallas to take on the zero one. Dallas Cowboys. This game has a 41 and a half point total where the Cincinnati Bengals are seven and a half point road favorites. This game is in a dome, so there's no injury or no weather concerns. In terms of injuries, T. Higgins, wide receiver for the Bengals, he's dealing with a uh, a concussion and some personal issues. Uh, he returned to practice on Friday. That would lead me to believe that he's in line to play, but just make sure you have some some uh, other options available to you um, on the Cincinnati side, or sorry, continue on the Cincinnati side, a long snapper, Clark Harris. He's on IR uh, with a torn bicep. Um, so we saw the impact that that had in the kicking game on Sunday. I think that they would, they probably signed a long snapper by now, but uh, I'm not tracking long snapper news. 
Uh, Dak Prescott, he is out with a thumb injury. Michael Gallup out with the knee. Uh, Connor McGovern, offensive guard, is out. Uh, and then Jaron Curse, the safety, he is out with the knee as well. Um, in this matchup here, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Bengals to cover. And I'm going to take the Bengals to win the game. I want all the Bengals in this one. Joe Mixon is an RB1. Joe Burrow is a QB1. Jamar Chase is a wide receiver one. T. Higgins is a high-end wide receiver two. I think Hayden Hurst is a streamable option. Uh, and I think he even gets a bump if Higgins can't go for whatever reason. Um, as would Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's probably the one Bengal I, I, I don't want to play in redraft. But if Higgins can't go again, I think him and Hayden Hurst both get bumps. Um, and then for Dallas, CD and, and Dalton Schultz are probably the pieces I want to play the play the most uh, on the Dallas side. I think Zeke is an you know an RB three flex option. Uh, I think Pollard does get more involved this week, uh, but he's probably not somebody that uh, I'm going to look to play in in redraft leagues this week. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the over. Um, I'm gonna take Dallas to cover, but I'm gonna take Cincy to win. Uh, I I agree with you on the on the Bengals side. I want I want all their pieces. Joe Barrow bounces back. He still gave you a a good fantasy relevant week with all those turnovers. So I think he bounces back well without the without the many turnovers. Uh, Jamar Chase, you're as a lock. You already know Joe Mixon's a lock. Uh, T Higgins, if he's going to go, you're he's a lock. If he's not, that really opens up opportunity for Tyler Boyd. I'm like an instant slide in uh, for Tyler Boyd if T Higgins can't go because. When one of those two are out, uh, Tyler Boyd seems to always at least get five receptions and, and do well. Um, so uh, Hayden Hurst, again, a desperate streaming option. I like him as, you know, especially um, in this offense. On the Cowboys side, yeah, Hayden Hurst and CeeDee Lamb are the pass catchers I'm looking at. Um, Lamb in that wide receiver two territory. Dalton Schultz, uh, low and tight in one. And Zeke, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I'm definitely... Keep an eye on him. He's more of a you know RB three that flex conversation. He, he's definitely gonna be in a lot of flex questions for people this week. Um, like I have him in a league where I'm still deciding between him and, and Curtis Samuel. I think I'm leading Curtis Samuel uh, or him and even like uh, Naheem Hines in a, in a, a pretty good matchup. Uh, it's, it's it's definitely it's definitely tough, but uh, I think he will be the leader in the touches. It's a matter of Cooper Rush isn't a horrible quarterback, um, so. I think he can make some drives and, and get some opportunities for, for Zeke and get in the end zone. Yeah, we saw Cooper Cooper Rush once last year um, in a start against the Minnesota Vikings, and he, he performed well. Um, so did the the you know the the other pieces in Dallas. Um, we have seen quarterbacks come in and want to start and do well though, and then be pretty true. booty after that. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> Um, Except Mike White, though. Mike White gave you like a couple starts of greatness. Oh yeah, Mike. I mean, Mike White gave us like a, a start. Mike White needs to be like, starting now. <laughs> a start in a quarter. I mean, I mean, granted, his his last start was against Buffalo, and it didn't go too well. It's uh, Buffalo, though, you know. It's Buffalo, right? So I don't know. Um, I was gonna say Taylor Heineke was one of those. <laughs> Many times he's been Many coming times. in. Like he got to the. He almost beat the Bucks in the playoffs, man. Yeah, crazy stuff. Um, all right, let's move on to the next matchup, man. The 0-0-1 Houston Texans traveling to Denver to take on the 1-0-0-1, sorry, 0-1 Denver Broncos. This game is Sunday, 425 p.m. 
Weather's okay in this game. In terms of injuries, KJ Hamler is out with a knee. Justin Simmons is on injured reserve with a quad. Uh, that's big, big loss for the for the Denver defense as they lose their their stud safety there. Uh, offensive guard Quinn uh, Miners, he's out. Um, on the Houston side, tight end Brevin Jordan, he's questionable. Uh, offensive lineman Justin Britt is out for personal reasons. Greg, what do you got? In this game, I'm going to go the under, taking Denver to cover, taking Denver to win. Uh, Russell Wilson's first game at home, I think this will be a bounce back for him. I uh, think he's, you know, the matchup is not the best, but I mean, he's just, he's home. He's going against a bad team. I think he dominates uh, playing, passing to, you know, two of his main guys, pass catchers, Brandon, I mean, Corlin Sutton and also Jerry Judy. I think they're both high in wide receiver twos in this one, uh, both top 20 plays. Uh, Albert O ran a lot of routes last week, uh, one of the tops in the, as far as route rate in the tight, at tight end position. So I do like him as a, having that low end tight end one value, uh, could have upside for more. Um, and as far as the running backs, you know, you, you definitely, I love having Javante Williams. He looks very good last week. So good last week, uh, especially with those, the targets, getting those receptions, you hope that continues. Um, so I think he has a strong RB2, uh, value, some RB1 upside in this one, Melvin Gordon also in that RB2 conversation. Uh, and then on the Houston side, Brandon Cooks, you talk about how Patrick Sertan is going to be probably, uh, on him a lot, uh, definitely a tough matchup, but I think he's a lock for your Houston every week he is. Uh, he's going to get that volume. Uh, and as far as the running backs, I think you can make, uh, you know, Rex Burkhead uh, as a, a playable uh, guy in this one, um, especially in the flex conversation. Um, if you're, you know, looking for a running back out there, uh, definitely I think, you know, he could be an option. You know, he dominated that Houston backfield last week, um, got the 14 carries, got eight targets. So um, I think he is. Uh, an option in definitely in 12 team leagues. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here, taking Houston to cover. I'm taking Denver to win the game. Uh, I like both the Denver running backs. Javante is a borderline RB1. Melvin Gordon, a high in RB2. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think he's definitely a quarterback one option this week. And then I got to love his his wide receivers in Judy Sutton or in, in Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. Um, I think see both of those guys as like high end wide receiver two options just because it could really like one of them would f- probably finish the wide receiver one, the other one finishes the wide receiver right. two, we'll and they'll flip flop. Yeah, and it'll be some weeks where maybe they both finish in the top twelve. But um, yeah, Al O is is interesting. I think he's like probably have him as tight end fourteen on the week. Um, it's like fair. I mean, there's like thirteen yeah. guys I'd rather play then then he's like right before like the Taysom Hill line you know like at this point I'm willing to put in Taysom Hill <laughs> like just see what happens <laughs> I don't think they'll use all those tight ends they used last week to begin though you know hone in more hopefully I, I hope they were throwing some names out there I never heard of last week it was crazy Andrew Beck 51 yeah, yeah. I'm like what <laughs> crazy stuff um all right, on the Houston side, Brandon Cooks, I think, like you said, the volume is going to be there, so he's he's got to be a borderline wide receiver one. Uh, Rex Burkhead, I started him last week. It worked there out. There we go. Hey, there you go. Borderline <laughs> RB2. I mean, he should be involved in the past game, like you were saying. Uh, Damian Pierce, I think he needs more volume, like before I can confidently put him in my lineup. 
Um, yeah. And that's 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 that for me. Um, moving on to the next matchup, we've got the O and one Arizona Cardinals traveling to Vegas to take on the O and one Las Vegas Raiders. This game has a fifty one and a half point total, where the Vegas Raiders are five and a half point favorites. Weather is okay in this game in terms of injuries. Wide receiver Rondell Moore for Arizona, he's out with a hamstring injury. Wide receiver Andy Andy Isabella, he's out with the hamstring. Off the tackle, Rashad Coward, he's out. J.J. Watt, he's questionable with a calf. Trayvon Mullen, the cornerback, questionable. Safety, Jalon Thompson, questionable with a toe. For the Raiders, center Andrew Andre James, rather, he's out. Denzel Perriman, the linebacker, is out with an ankle. Safety, Trevon Morig, is out with the hip. Uh, running back, Brandon Bolden, he's doubtful with the hamstring. Wide receiver, DJ Turner, was added to the injured reserve. Keelan Cole was signed to the practice squad, or signed from the practice squad. And then cornerback, Anthony Everett, was placed on injury reserve. That is the longest injury report I think I've read in a very long time. In terms of the matchups here, Greg, what do you got? I'm going to take the under... I'm gonna take Arizona to cover. But I'm gonna take Vegas to win. Um, on Arizona side, I still have Kyler Murray, you know, as a lock. Uh, James Conner, I think, you know, he's continuing off of what he did last year, surprisingly. So I'm having still as a, you know, some RB one upside, a strong RB two for sure. Uh, Marquis Hollywood Brown, I think he should bounce back this week. Um, better matchup. Uh, well, just I think, yeah, better matchup. I think uh, they'll. The team will play better, so I think we'll have more opportunities. Um, and Zach Ertz, I think, is also playable as well. Um, I'll take Zach Ertz over, I think, Owl in this matchup for sure. Um, as far as the uh, Raiders side, Derek Carr played well last week as far as the forcing those interceptions. I mean, he was really rolling to Devontae Adams, but maybe, you know, if he can uh, spread it out a little bit more to his other receivers, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, I think that will help him a little bit. Uh, Devontae, of course, wide receiver one, bona fide top five play every week. Hunter Renfro, I think, should bounce back uh, as being a, in that strong flex category. Uh, and Darren Waller tied in one for sure, a top five option uh, this week as well. Um, yeah, it should be a good game. Hopefully the Cardinals can back, bounce back offensively uh, and we can get a little high-scoring matchup in this one. Yeah, I think we do get a high-scoring matchup in this one. I'm taking the over. I'm taking Vegas uh, to cover. I am going to take Vegas to win this matchup. Uh, on the Arizona side, Kyler Murray, he's a quarterback one option, um, you know, pretty much every week, especially what, what he does with his legs. Uh, Marquise Brown, uh, he should see more targets. Uh, Kyler actually talked about, you know, getting Marquise 10 plus uh, targets. So I think he, he's got to be in your lineups. Uh, Greg Dortch, I think he's a great PPR option um, with Rondell Moore out again. I think what this really means is that if Rondell Moore is on your waiver wire, you got to scoop this guy up because if Rondell Moore is getting this kind of volume, I'm going to be very, very excited and very interested as well. Uh, James Conner, RB2 option, uh, strong RB2 option. Uh, Eno Benjamin is the clear RB2, though, and I think he should be stashed. We obviously we know um, James Conner's injury history, so. He's got to, got to be somebody I think is is stashed on your bench. Uh, Zach Ertz is a tight end one option, and apparently he's healthy. So I like the matchup this week. So, he's, yeah, he's somebody that you, you have to play at the tight end position. Yeah. 
Moving on to the next matchup here, we've got the – oh, did I not say Devontae Adams? I didn't say oh, anything I mean, about the Raiders. I, I just mean, completely left out the, the entire Raiders. <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, anyway, so on the Raiders side, Derek Carr, absolutely loving this week. I think this is a smash spot for him. Uh, I think his wide receiver, Devontae Adams, I mean, you said the comment earlier in the show. I kind of disagree. I think Devontae might be the wide receiver one on the week, but it's just, you know – Ooh, it's hard you know. to break that too. That cup, Jay Jeff. I don't know, yo. Oh, was it like the wide receiver two last week? Uh, I thought it was uh, Jeff Cooper, but you could be right, Jeff. Uh, Jeff or Devontae. I thought I thought it was all right. Uh, maybe you looked that up while I finished doing yeah, the uh the Raiders here. So, um, I, Josh Jacobs, I think, is in a really good spot this week too. Uh, somebody that you know we're gonna talk about a little bit later. Um, but he's in a great spot. I think Ron um, uh, Hunter Renfro, I think him and I think he's going to bounce back. I saw six targets last week, but uh, the Chargers defense, I think, is probably just better than we anticipated going into week one. I mean, we saw what they did yesterday to help Patrick Mahomes to under 250 passing yards. So, um, yeah. And then Darren Waller, he's got to be in your lineups. Yeah, for sure. Going to fantasy pros. Jefferson 39.4, Cooper Cup 31.8, Devontae 30.1. In PPR leagues, full point. I mean, in half point, you, you had it right. No, nah, I, I was going for I was going for PPR. That's PPR. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I mean, they were right there, right there. Yo, right it's, there. It was one, one tough, two, man. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to this last matchup here. The one and oh Chicago Bears. Oh, last matchup, sorry. This is not the last matchup. This like last, Sunday matchup. Matchup. <laughs> last Sunday matchup. The last Sunday matchup. This game is Sunday night, 8.20 p.m. The 1-0 Chicago Bears traveling to Green Bay to take on the 0-1 Green Bay Packers. This game is a 42.5 point total where, in well, the weather is going to be okay in this game. Um, in terms of injuries, Chicago wide receiver Vilas Jones, he's doubtful with a hamstring. Uh, for Green Bay, it seems like they're they're getting a lot of a lot of guys back here. Offensive offensive tackle Elton Jun- Jenkins is questionable with the knee. David Bakhtiari, the tackle, is questionable with the knee, and then Alan Lazard, he's questionable with an ankle. As is offensive guard John Runyon, questionable with an ankle. But those guys all did participate in practice, um, which is a good sign for their for their prospects to play this week. Uh, in this game, imagine if the Green Bay Packers start off 0-2 in the NFC North. That'd be crazy. <laughs> That's the Bears of all people. like. Yeah. yeah. Not going to happen, though. I'm taking the under, yeah. taking Green Bay to cover, taking Green Bay to win. Uh, I do like Justin Fields this week as a high-end QB2. Uh, I think his legs make him a good option. The weather's going to be better in this game. So, um, you know, he's one of the the, the top deep ball attempt uh, throwers in in football in terms of air yards, so he's somebody that just from a from a fantasy perspective, uh, he kind of fits the mold of what you want with these rushing quarterbacks. So he's going to be rushing. He might be down. He might have to throw. I mean, we used to do this with Josh Allen when he was, you know, on bad Bills teams, right? Like <laughs> like we would roll Josh oh. Allen out there because he knew in garbage time or whatever the situation was going to be, he was just going to try to make something happen. So, um, David Montgomery, I think he's an RB3 flex option. I think Khalil Herbert has to continue to be stashed on your bench. 
Uh, Darnell Mooney, I think, bounces back, as does tight end Cole Komet. Uh, for the Green Bay side, the running backs are both RB2s with RB1 upside. Uh, Alan Lazard has some intrigue if he's healthy and going to play, but he's going on Sunday night. So it's like, you know, if you do have uh, – I don't even know what other options you would have at that point, like Kyle Phillips in the Tennessee game. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know what other options you would have. Like uh, I would play Zay Jones over Alan Lazard. I would play Curtis Samuel. Uh, over Alan Lazard, um, yeah, it, yeah, but he he definitely has upside if he can go. It's just tricky because he's playing on Sunday night. Uh, I do love Tunyon this week, and uh, you know, going forward, especially. Yeah, I'm gonna take uh, the under. I'm gonna take the Bears to cover. I'm, I'm gonna take the Packers to win. Um, on the the Packers side, you're still starting Aaron Rodgers. Is more of yeah that. Borderline QB1. I think he does end up with QB1 performance though this week. Uh, Aaron Jones, I love in this spot. Uh, I think the running game, they rely on it a little more the same. So Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are both uh, Aaron Jones slightly more upside. I mean, AJ Dillon is just creeping up slowly but surely. Uh, I think they're both very playable, uh, strong candidates uh, for RB1 upside possibly. Um, And then as far as the passing game, uh, if Alan Lazar can go, I mean, yeah, you're, you're really. Hopefully you're like stacked or have maybe a money in that option. If Alan Lazar went and I had Devontae Smith in my lineup, like I'm playing him over Devontae Smith pretty much. Um, so that's pretty much comes down to Robin Tunyon. I'm playing as well. Uh, tight end, high and tight end two value. Uh, could get a touchdown in this one. And on the bear side, it's tough. I think I'm only, I mean, Devin Montgomery, I think with the volume, I think he's playable as an as a RB2 value, RB2 play. Um, Darnar Mooney. Uh, didn't get the targets you thought he was gonna get in week one. Uh, you know, throwing that game on kind of out offensively with the with the rain, especially passing wise. I think he's in that wide receiver three combo. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I am going. Well, I don't know why I'm why I'm talking like this because I already did my matchup. So we're gonna talk about the Buffalo Bills taking on Tennessee Titans on Monday Buffalo. Night Football, one of two. Monday night football games that we have where the 0 and 1 Tennessee Titans travel to Buffalo to take on the 1 and 0 Buffalo Bills. This game has a 49 and a half point total where the Buffalo Bills are nine and a half point favorites. There's potential rain during this game. So be mindful of that. Uh, in terms of injuries on the Buffalo side at Oliver is questionable. Uh, Dane Jackson is also, you know, he's a DMP with a knee and then Tim settle was questionable with an undisclosed injury. And I just have to double check and confirm whether those players, the last two I mentioned, play for the Bills or the Titans. And they play for the Bills, which means the Titans injury report looks something like um Kyle Phillips. Kyle Phillips questionable with the with a with the shoulder injury. He was limited in practice on Friday. Dontrell Hilliard the backup running back for the Tennessee Titans was a DMP on Friday with a hamstring. That's not good. Uh, and then cornerback Christian Fulton was a DMP with a hamstring there as well. Um, defensive end Deshaun Hand was added to the injured reserve with a quad injury. And then safety A.J. Moore was placed on injured reserve with an ankle injury. So Titans seem to be hurting there a little bit. Um in terms of this matchup, however, 
I will be taking the Bills to cover, or the Titans to cover, sorry, the Bills to win. I'm going to take the over here. Um, in terms of the fantasy stuff, I'm Josh Allen, quarterback one, uh, Stefan Diggs, a wide receiver one, Gabe Davis, a high-end wide receiver two, uh, Devin Singletary, probably the Bills running back that I want to play. Uh, not really in a Daw- Dawson Knox this season, but he's always in line for uh, an opportunity to catch a touchdown pass. And then for the Titans, Derrick Henry is an RB1. That is all. Yeah, um, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Buffalo to cover, Buffalo to win. Uh, I think, you know, the Super Bowl odds on favorites is just going to keep on keep on rolling. I do love Josh Allen every week. Obviously, he's could finish QB1 every week with, like, Mahomes upside and stuff. Uh, Devin Singletary in a great spot here. I do like his matchup, um, especially after what Saquon was doing last week. And, you know, Devin Singletary is not Saquon, but he, he definitely should get – some action here, um, some some RB2 upside. Uh, Diggs, always great play. Gabriel Davis, keep rolling them out there. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie, I think, even has some 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 deeper league value. Uh, Dawson Knox, yeah, it's very interesting. They, pay, they paid the man, so you would think that he would, you know, get more involved, hopefully, in this one. But, uh, yeah, he's still – I'm going to still wait and see for him. I mean, unless you're desperate. It's, it's tight end, so uh, you might have to throw him out there uh, situations as a, a tight end, too. And yeah, I agree with you on the Titan side. It's it's Derrick Henry, and that's really it. Like uh, it's it's all like yeah. There's no more. I don't have more to explain after that. Yeah, no, no. Uh, we do have a question from Sar. I don't know how to say that, but uh, from from YouTube, would you play Tunyon over Pitts? I like Tunyon a lot this week. It's my stream of the week. But I cannot take Kyle Pitts out of my lineup. There's, like, not a situation where I would, unless I had, like, Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews or Darren Waller on my team, where I would even think about removing Kyle Pitts from my lineup. Yeah, unless I had Jared ever play. I probably would have possibly did that. I wouldn't even uh, have done that. Like if Gerald Everett was on waivers, like I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna drop somebody. But yeah, because you drafted Everett. Kyle Pitts in like what the third, fourth round, maybe. Yeah, so you're like, for sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's tough, like you know, just being. Uh, uh, this has been so like well last week. I mean, he he definitely had really high expectations. I mean, he got the thousand yards, uh, one touchdown this week. Uh, definitely a tough match. I'm still I'm going Pitts over Tunyon. But I think there are some upside, more upside plays you could possibly make an argument for. Start with no, you could definitely make that argument. I guess what I'm trying to get at is that, like, the landscape, like, who are you playing? Who does your opponent have in their lineup that you need to say, I need to upgrade at tight end? Yeah, true. Right? Like, yeah. Like, if they have a Travis Custody, they have a Mark Andrews, maybe you try to chase, you know, you're trying to, like, the aggregation of marginal games. Like, I'm all into that, right? Like, you're trying to put the best possible lineup together. But at one point, when it comes to tight end, like there's not many options that are out there. Yeah. And like yeah. Kyle Pitts is a unicorn. So like, although the, the matchup is tough, like he's still a guy that if he goes out there and has six catches for 117 receiving yards, like not, none of us would be surprised. Like we no. wouldn't, but no. So I, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, And they say, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> um, and moving on to this last matchup, Monday night doubleheader, the one and zero Minnesota Vikings traveling to Philadelphia to take on the one and zero Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I for some reason put down that this game was in Minnesota when it's not, which would have made me say that it's in a dome. But Philadelphia is not a dome. So not during this game, there's 22% chance of rain. Uh, doesn't seem like much to be concerned about, but obviously we will know more as we get closer to game time. Um, Greg, what do you got in this matchup here? In this game, I mean, this is by my – most exciting game other than the first game of the weekend. So the first and the last game of the weeks have been, uh, they're definitely on my radar for entertainment, taking over, taking Philly to cover, taking Philly to win. Uh, as far as who I'm playing, though, it's, it's yeah, on the Eagles side, you're starting Hurts. Uh, you're starting, I think Miles Sanders is a good play. Uh, A.J. Brown, of course, is a dog. He's, you know, close to 40% target share last week. That's ridiculous. Uh, he's going to keep eating. Um, Devontae Smith. I think is in that flex conversation. He should bounce back. He, you know, ran a lot of routes last week. Uh, I could see if you can you know, want to go for a higher upside play um, over him, but I think, you know, he won't kill you this week like he did last week. Uh, Dallas guarded tight in one territory as well. Uh, and on the, the Viking side, Kirk Cousins, QB one as well. Uh, Jay Jeff want to be right there with Cooper cup uh, and Devonte every week, top three. Uh, and, yeah, I mean Adam Thielen also bounced back as well, uh, and you know I think it was a both of the ancillary receivers just got uh, kind of just played into the you know the number one receiver just dominated. I mean he, they just were playing well. I mean if I was the quarterback, I keep going back to those guys every play as well. Um, it'll be a little more even this time. Uh, I think Thielen and Devontae Smith. I still like Thielen a little bit more, uh, and Dalvin Cook as well. Your automatic lock. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. Going to take Minnesota to cover. I'm going to take Minnesota to win this game. I think we got to tell you, man, I'm back in Minnesota like I was back in the Chargers last year. The Chargers <laughs> didn't work out, but I have faith in Minnesota this year. I just love everything about them. So on the Minnesota side, I'm taking you know, Justin Jefferson, top three wide receiver play. I think Dalvin Cook, he's an RB1. Uh, Adam Thielen, crazy stat, Greg. In his last 19 games, mm. Adam Thielen has one 100-yard receiving game. So he's wow. been very touchdown. Taking on that touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he does I think he does get involved in his offense. I mean, you got to wonder. Adam Thielen is a good player. He's been a good player. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson, obviously we know he's on another planet. But yeah. at one point or another, Adam Thielen has got to be like, yo, when am I going to start getting the ball? You know, so like <laughs> – I feel like that happens on Monday night. You know, Thielen, uh, high to this game has a high total. I think he's going to make some plays, possibly get in the end zone here. Uh, KJ Osborne, KJ Osborne, I think he could be involved as well, uh, especially if you are playing uh, in deeper, deeper, deep, deep leagues, or you know, if you're playing on the the Monday night showdown on on DraftKings. Um, you know, I think he's somebody that could be in consideration for you on the Philadelphia side. Jalen Hurts, he's a QB one. Uh, AJ Brown, top five wide receiver play. Uh, Dallas, uh, well, Miles Sanders, I think he's an RB2 option. Um, you know, we saw him get in the end zone last week after sitting out 
be, not being in the end zone all last year. Uh, so definitely good to see there. And then, you know, Dallas Goddard, I think, will be involved, as will Devontae Smith. Um, you know, should be both be involved as ancillary options. Uh, and, again, this game, I think, hits, hits, the, hot, hits the over on the total. Uh, so Devontae Smith is somebody that, you know, I think is uh, definitely in consideration as, like, a wide receiver three flex option. Yeah. For sure. No, I'm I'm very interested in the game. Oh, I just am hoping Jalen Rager runs it back for a touchdown or something like that. Some kickoff return or fun return oh, touchdown. Yeah, revenge, <laughs> revenge game, Jalen Rager. I was just so focused on the Justin Jefferson aspect of this game that I didn't even, wasn't even thinking. The about reason, it. yeah, for that is because yeah, Jalen Rager too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, it's time to move on to our favorite time of the time of the week. Sure. It's this money time. Guess to play some, play some. Uh, well, not play some. We're gonna give out these starts of the week. That's what we about to do. So, I'm gonna start this week, Greg, because I gotta get this one out of the way. And me heart palpitations. Mm-hmm. Not really. I'm confident in it. It's my guy, Derek Carr, my quarterback start of the week. I uh, love the spot he's in. Playing it, playing against Arizona. Uh, I think that last week was the result of them playing against a much improved Chargers defense. This week he plays an Arizona defense that is not good. Uh, has not been good since last season. Second game playing for Josh McDaniels in this new offense. I think things click better for Carr and the entire Raiders offense in week one or week two. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely in the smash spot here. He he had a great good day as if you just take away those interceptions. So thank you. He'll be more locked in this week for sure. Definitely. Greg, who's your quarterback start of the week this week? I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. Let's ride Russell Wilson uh, going against Houston Texans. Uh, you know, had a great passing line last week, threw for 340 yards last week. That's a really good number. Uh, the one touchdown, Russell Wilson is not going to have one touchdown this week. He's going to have at least two. Uh, and you just pray that with what he does normally uh, against Houston Texans at home uh, in a good matchup uh, against a team they should win against. Um, I think Russell Wilson's in, in a great spot here. Uh, he's going to utilize his two uh, talented receivers and now to the best of his abilities. And Russell Wilson gets a top five performance. Let's ride. I like that one. Um, you know what's funny? I was just thinking back to that game, and I was like, you think Pete, Car- Pete Carroll would have been like after the game, sent him a text like, hey, at least you got your numbers, though. <laughs> <laughs> got your 42 attempts, you know. Right? You got your 42 attempts, 340 yards. Yep. <laughs> the intro, though, but you got your numbers. <laughs> oh, man, I love that. I only got sacked twice, on. too. Look at that. Moving on to my running back start of the week. Um, I hate to do this, but I have to. Uh, just the, like, well, first off, the matchup is too good. And Greg took the other guy that I wanted. So I'm going with Josh Jacobs. Again, hate to stack my quarterback and my running back. But the week one usage numbers for, for Josh Jacobs look really good. Uh, this is more of like a under-the-radar type start of the week because the box score didn't look great. Josh Jacobs' managers are probably stressing, like, what should I do? But he had the fourth largest running back rush share in week one with almost 77% of the team's rushing share. Uh, Just one of four running backs with a rush share over 75%. Gets an Arizona defense who, again, since the end of of last year, they were not very good. But they also, since the end of last year, gave up the 13th most fantasy points to the running back position. That goes from week 16 of last year through the playoffs – through week one of this year. Uh, that's the 13th most fantasy points 
And I think Josh Jacobs gets enough volume in a game with a high total, uh, possibly gets in the end zone here. There's no Brandon Bolden. There's still some red zone work from him. So Josh Jacobs, I think, is in a really good spot this week. Yeah, yeah, I think that Josh Jacobs' successful time and Derek Carr's success, I think they'll help each other out and hopefully a shootout here. Definitely. Greg, who is your running back start of the week this week? I'm going to go with A.G. Antonio Gibson. Uh, going against the Detroit Lions, I mean, it really plays into one, that matchup. Detroit is still not addressed. Uh, they're, they're running defense, they're passing defense, their defense as a whole uh, got lit up last week um, by, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles collectively um, in one of the, you know, worst-rated defenses, uh, again, rushing-wise. So a great matchup here. Uh, Antonio Gibson with his touches. I got 21 opportunities last week, eight targets. That was top five uh, amongst the running back position. So you, you love the passing game for him. That, that brings him into – uh, RB1 conversation for this week. Uh, and, and I think he's definitely up in contention to get in the end zone again. But even without that, uh, the seven receptions and his passing work, along with his 15 carries, uh, I think he's in for a huge day. Yeah, I, I like that one a lot. Again, like I like I had said, this is the guy that I wanted to uh, to make as my as my running back start of the week. But Greg Greg beat me to it. So uh, definitely confident in, in both both these guys. But AG definitely has a great matchup and a ton of upside this week. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week, I know Greg's going to like this one. Michael Ooh. Pittman Jr. Uh, I mean, this guy, he, he's – love his, his, his frame, the way he plays the game. Uh, but, again, you got to love – the quarterback upgrade who is my stream of the week there. So I'm getting a little stack here. 26% target share last week. Saw 13 targets, caught nine, even got in the end zone. And the matchup I think is, is somewhat even better this week against a Jacksonville defense who we saw get tore up uh, by, you know, by Kirk Carson Wentz and, you know, all his wide receivers. And I think Michael Pittman, this offense is very concentrated. It goes through two players, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., and that's something you really got to love from a fantasy perspective. Michael Pittman Jr., top 10 play for me this week. Top 10 play every week. Let's go, MP. <laughs> Greg, your wide receiver start of the week this week. Going with Amon Ra St. Brown, a.k.a. the sun god. Everyone's calling him out here, uh, you know, the chief of the Egyptian gods. You know, so, yeah, this is a, a smash spot for him. Going against the Washington secondary, who's not impressive at all. And he gets the easiest matchup in that slot. Uh, so he's going to be working all around. I mean, since last year, we, we talked about it. It was up to almost six straight games. You know, got with those eight receptions, getting double-digit targets every week in those games where he gets eight receptions. Uh, this man is a dog. Uh, he's going to continue to dominate uh, with T.J. and with Swift. It just makes it better. He gets the easier matchups, I think. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, Mama St. Brown, I just wish I had more of him, man, so I could just start him everywhere. Uh, but maybe I'll just start him in DFS. You know, he, he's going to dominate this week. Oh, man, I don't know. I got the first pick this week, so we'll see. <laughs> um, my tight end start of the week, I'm going with a confidence play. It's week two, okay. but we're already doing confidence starts of the week here. But it's tight end, so I'm going yeah. with Dalton Schultz. I mean, this is what the Cowboys have done to us through two weeks. They're making us do confidence starts of the week, but I think Schultz is a must start on the Dallas side because, again, the nature of the tight end position, I think Cooper Rush will make himself familiar with Dalton Schultz early and often, and he'll finish as a top seven, a top seven PPR option at the position this week. Yeah, especially for 
younger quarterbacks who doesn't play as much. I mean, that tight end is always a great safety net. I wouldn't be surprised if Dawson Schultz leads the team of receptions this week. Definitely, Greg. And and who is your tight end start of the week this week? I'm going with Tyler Higby uh, going against uh, the Atlanta Falcons. I do love his matchup this week. Uh, coming off an 11 target game last week uh, in week one. Uh, and then going back to the regular season, that's three now three straight weeks for at least uh, nine targets. Got six receptions in both those games in the regular season last year. So he's gaining momentum. Uh, I think uh, there's always been a, a play um, in previous years, but just in a better offense and a smash by here for the rest of his team, especially his quarterback, uh, Tyler Higby. Um, I think, you know, we're sleeping on him a little bit, and I think he, he definitely gets a top uh, tight end one performance this week, uh, top 10 play. Yeah, definitely uh, like Tyler Higby this week as well. I know that was somebody that, you know, we, you know, you, uh, we talked about when we, when we broke, when we broke down that matchup. So like that for sure. And um, yeah, going to love tracking our starts of the week. One of my favorite things to do, uh, you know, cause we're invested. We're not just, oh, yeah, you know, we we're not just out here, oh, yeah. right? Like Michael Pittman Jr. is a guy that, you know, we both have on rosters, uh, Antonio Gibson. I will be honest. I don't have any Josh Jacobs. Wasn't loving the situation coming into you, but I do think that he has a nice week this week. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely love the matchups. Definitely love everything about this week. Yeah. That's it for all the matchups. Now it's time for our favorite game to play. Some get money. Thank you, Ching. Yes, sir. <laughs> and if you don't know what Get Money is, it's a head-to-head FanDuel contest between Greg and myself. It's a snake-style draft. Once a player is selected, they're removed from the player pool. Uh, Greg gets the first pick in odd weeks. I get the first pick in even weeks. It's an even week, so I got the first pick. But we got just got to make sure, Greg, did you get the... Uh, I did. I'm here. I'm, I'm locked in. I'm gonna have to out. reset my. I'm gonna have to reset my app here. Oh man! Because I sent it, but I don't see. Okay, there we go. Um. All right. So my first pick this week. I think he's a. Uh, he's a little undervalued still, uh, okay. given what he did last week. But I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna slide in Saquon Barkley, eighty-eight hundred. Oh. Oof. Really want to do that the first pick. Oh man, that's crazy. Oh man, that's a really good pick. Uh, I'm gonna just take AG now, then uh, slide him in as my RB1 as my start of the week. That's fair. And if for everyone who doesn't know, we are playing on the main slate, so uh, you know, all those people that are playing in like Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, so the Bills, the, the Vikings, they're not here, so. Got to make do with what we have. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Devontae Adams as my wide receiver. Uh, 8,800. Slide him in there. Yeah, because of that. I was looking at Cooper Cup, too, but he might be a little too much. So I'm going to go Jamar Chase. 8,700 as my wide receiver one. That is a good one, sir. Uh, For my RB2, let me just... Actually, let me go wide receiver here first. 
Um, I'm gonna go Christian Kirk, sixty-five hundred. I like that. I like that. Uh, I'm gonna go quarterback stream of the week. Carson Wentz, seventy-four hundred. Uh, get a little value there, so I can free up some money. Get him Jamal Chase and everything. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm gonna go DJ Shark fifty seven hundred. Okay, okay. Mm. At my as my running back two, uh, uh, I think I'm gonna go Daryl Henderson sixty two hundred RB two. I like it. Okay. Uh, just trying to see if I can make some stuff happen over here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw my tight end in. I'm going to go Logan Thomas, 5,200. Okay. Uh, I'm going to get a stack here because I want to go with Scary Terry as my wide receiver to 7,300 in an also great spot. Um, definitely, if it wasn't Amara St. Brown, it was Terry McQuarrie at the start of the week for our receivers. Again. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the Cleveland Browns defense, 4,700. Like that. Uh, as my third wide receiver, I'm going to go with your guy, Michael Pittman Jr., 7,800. Slot him in there as my wide receiver three. Hmm. Out here looking for a flex. Um, for my running back, too, I'm going to take Josh Jacobs, my running back start of the week, 6,600, going up against Arizona. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Hayden Hurst at 5,300 at tight end. Sorry, I lied. Tyler Higbee is the same price, so I'm going to just take Tyler Higbee, 5,300, tight end start of the week. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Everybody. Uh, in my flex, I'm gonna go with Chase Edmonds 6k. That's great value there. In my flex, I'm gonna go ooh, Jerry Judy 6300, which is, I think, pretty cheap. Uh, going against Houston in my flex. Okay. Um, just want to make sure I can't do something else. Okay, we're good. Uh, round this out. I think this is my last pick. Um, mm-hmm. going with Derek Carr as my quarterback. Back seventy-three hundred. Had to save up at the defense, so I'm taking the your New York Jets man going against Cleveland. Uh, Thirty-four hundred. It's nice saving some money. Uh, it is my defensive left. stream of the week. It is. It is. Um. All right, so just to recap, I think that we're we're all done, right? Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, to recap, uh, my lineup here: I got Derek Carr quarterback seventy three hundred, uh, Saquon Barkley at running back eighty eight hundred, my running back two, Josh Jacobs sixty six hundred, um, at wide receiver I got Devontae Adams eighty eight hundred, um, 
Christian Kirk as my wide receiver one, or Devontae, oh, sorry, Devontae Adams, my wide receiver one, Christian Kirk, my wide receiver two, 6,500. Um, did you take a Monroe St. Brown? I didn't. I did not. Dang. All right. It's fine. I was like, I have enough money to upgrade to him. This is just crazy. Uh, <laughs> I have Christian uh, DJ Shark as my wide receiver uh, three, 5,700. Logan Thomas as my tight end, 5,200. Chase Edmonds in my flex for 6K. And then Cleveland Browns defense, um, 4,700 going up against the New York Jets. Yeah, it's probably worrying about stealing your players and not actually picking mine. But because he's cheap too, I might it, whew, we'll see. We'll see. I might put a lot of him with that adjustment. But Carson Wentz as my quarterback, 7,400. Antonio Gibson at my RB1, 7,400 as well. Darrell Henderson, uh, 6,200 as my RB2. Jamar Chase, wide receiver one at 8,700. Scary Terry McLaurin, 7,300 as my wide receiver two. Michael Pittman Jr., 7,800 going against Jacksonville. Tyler Higby is my tight end at 5,300. Uh, Jerry Judy, 6,300 as my flex. And the New York football Jets going at 3,400 as my defense. Nice. Just to you know, recap, I, I did beat Greg last week. Uh, so I'm going to know. Jay Jeff, man. Jay Jeff. Yeah, Jay Jeff. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it for the week, y'all. Everybody, good luck this week. Appreciate y'all for tapping in. Uh, appreciate y'all for uh, the comments, the questions, uh, listening, liking, subscribing, all that, all that fun stuff. Um, and we'll see y'all on Monday. We do our week two recap um, and break down the week that was. But until then, we'll catch y'all later. Have a good one, and we're out of here. Peace. Yeah.